It's time to take a ride on the Steelers' afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome to another episode of the Steelers' afternoon drive. I am Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Boots on the ground at Raymond James Stadium. Well, they're, they're of- like... Uh- Sorry, uh, loafers, you know, loafers on the ground at Raymond James Stadium ahead of Steelers preseason opener versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Alan, what is going on? I am, uh, I'm here, I'm just outside the press box at uh, Raymond James Stadium, and I'm on the ramp here, so I don't have like a tripod, so I may be slightly wigglier than you are used to my very well centered uh, nature. But, but mm-hmm. we have a great opportunity here. I don't know how well you can see over my shoulder, um, but the parking lot is right out there. Yeah, there we go. So uh, as our Steelers uh, afternoon rides come rolling in, maybe I'll be able to, uh, to describe some of them for you. Also, the, the pirate ship. That's what everybody uh, wants to see. Yep. It's down there. And literally just before you called me, it just <laughs> like fired. And um I'm a little disappointed that we actually don't have a video archive of me going like, <clears throat> as uh, the cannon went off from the pirate ship. Uh, things are good. It's hot. It's humid. Uh, but actually, there's a very nice breeze right here where I'm at. I might, I might just stay here for a while. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for football, man. I'm ready to go. As am I, and as, as I would assume everybody that's watching or listening to this, it's been a long time since we've been able to talk about a Steeler game, even if it is just the preseason. And even though it is just the preseason, you mentioned those Steelers rides pulling in. We expect that the Steelers are going to have a nice showing down there, as they typically do everywhere, really, but especially in Florida. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Let's hope that you get to see some Steelers rides, because we can't count on my followers on X to send us any at this point. It's just not happening. I don't know what I got to do. To get rides sent our way, disappointed in me, you, and them all at the same time, which is which is difficult to do. But yeah, no, I, there are always a ton of Steelers fans here. Um, I remember the that was in the 2010 game uh, here. Uh, you remember uh, Charlie Bass threw three, three touchdowns, and Brett Kiesel had mm-hmm. an interception return for a touchdown, or was it a fumble? I don't remember fumble or interception. Um, the place was nuts. Terrible fouls everywhere. Uh, 19 was the last time they were here. Vance McDonald stiff arm game. Yes. Uh, same thing. Place went nuts. Uh, there's always a lot of Steelers fans here. Even for preseason, like flying in. And I even fly to Tampa. Tampa Airport is like, eh, now my directions are mixed up, but like very close to here. Um, I flew into St. Pete, which is maybe like 40 minutes away. And uh, still, whole plane full of Steelers fans flying to like the wrong city. To, uh, to come see a preseason game, which you just absolutely have to love. It was a direct flight before I did. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so definitely, in fact, I'm looking at, like, you know, T.J. Watt jerseys, and I've yet to even see a Buccaneers fan. Like, they're, like, literally, if I look out over the parking lots right now, I see more Steelers jerseys than Bucks jerseys, and that's – I mean, that happens a lot of places, but this is definitely a place where you kind of know that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the heat, real quick, I just want to touch on this because it's not something that immediately, I think, goes into people's mind in terms of how it could impact a game. Um, but, you know, could you see the way that this type of uh, weather could impact a game, whether it's like, 
you know, guys could cramp up, guys maybe not playing as long as they would do to it, things of that nature? Yeah, when I uh, checked the weather before I came over here, the heat index was 118. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, Satan's jockstrap. That's where you're at here. It's like 97 degrees with like 70% humidity. It rained for like 10 minutes. And it was one of those like, oh, maybe it'll make it cooler. No, no, just just made it wetter. And uh, it's it's steamy. Um there are some clouds out now. Um, I don't think it will be an issue as we get into a game, you know, into mm-hmm. the, the later hours, seven o'clock kickoff here at Raymond James Stadium. The one thing, you know, as far as like cramps and that kind of thing, you know, the guys who will be playing early in the game in the heat are probably going to play like two series, right? Like the guys like Kenny Pickett and TJ Watt and, and those guys, we're not going to see very much of them. The, the players you might see in impact are especially like some of those guys on the third team that have just not gotten that many reps throughout training camp. You know, I put a depth chart out at SteelersNow.com. So if you're watching this game and you're trying to figure out who's who, a really good resource. Because, like, you know, the Steelers have like an agenda when they put theirs out. They don't want feelings to be hurt. I'm just trying to put guys in like the right order that they're going to play in tonight. And, uh, you know, you, you see some of those guys, and you're like, oh, number, you know, like the third uh, safety is like maybe going to be a guy named Jalen Elliott who's been on the team for three days. Um, like, yeah. so those guys that have not gotten all the reps, those guys that were not there at the beginning of camp, you know, the, those guys that are on the sort of 3B team, if you will, where like maybe they're splitting 13 reps with another guy. If they got to go play a half in the heat, that could be difficult. Um, but I'm generally not anticipating it being disaster. It is just very, very hot. Yeah, I guess my question, and I don't know if this is going to happen, for because of everything going on that we keep talking about in the secondary on the back end of this defense, like especially at safety, if you, we would see a guy like Kenny Robinson want, run with the ones, but also potentially with the twos, and if you're talking about him playing an extended period of time, you know, could you see so, that? Yeah, so what happens is, you know, every position uh, – what, uh, what I remember from these first preseason games now that Mike Tomlin's you know, d- kind of the new plan, right, with with just three preseason games has been that, you know, maybe on the offensive line, um, but really, like, whole units have not gone out together. You know, it's been, oh, TJ got five reps and Alex got 25 reps. Cam got 10, and maybe Larry Ogunjobi didn't get any. You know, like that that kind of thing. And so I think it'll be very much position-specific. Because safety is so decimated, I would be very surprised. Uh, Mike Tomlin said all the healthy players are going to play. I would be very surprised if we see any of DeMonte KZ, Keanu Neal, and uh, Trey Norwood. Norwood didn't practice at all this week. Casey and Neil were both limited participants in practice, very limited, not doing team stuff. I'd, I'd expect all those guys to be out. Minka Fitzpatrick won really what you could call like a full practice since uh, being away from the team for seven days for personal reasons. Would be surprised if he plays more than a handful of snaps. So now you're looking at safety and who's left, right? I expect Kenny Robinson uh, to start. Minka will probably start, but I, I don't think he'll be in there very long. And then 
you know, there's uh, Trenton Thompson is probably going to be the, the number two free safety. Miles Killebrew is there at strong safety. Jalen Elliott can play both. Elijah Riley has been more of a slot than a safety this training camp, but obviously can play safety as well. And we might see him back there, but that's probably the one position where things are really significantly mixed up because of injury. Everywhere else mm-hmm. feels, um, you know, pretty tolerable. Uh, running back is not that deep. They actually worked out a running back yesterday. Uh, guy from Harvard, which you don't see every day. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, John Levet is still banged up. I assume Najee Harris, you know, not going to get a full run here in this one. Um, so we'll probably see some of Jalen Warren, probably a lot of Ant McFarland, and a lot of uh, Darius Hagens, rookie free agent for Virginia State. And Greg Bell, who they signed uh, after the start of camp, those two guys probably will run most of the second half. Um, DeMarvin Leal is one other guy who's like banged up that we may not see very much of. This is a pretty healthy team considering where they are in camp, except for, you know, obviously they got four guys on the injured reserve. It's just you know, sort of the injuries they have have been long term or not at all. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. So on the offensive side, though, is there anybody that you're expecting not to really see play at all? No, I mean, I expect we'll see them all. I don't think there's a player that I'm thinking will not come. Um, maybe Allen Robinson, just, mm-hmm. just because of his level of experience. But look, I mean, he's in a new offense with a new quarterback. You want to get reps. Uh, I would be really surprised if there's anybody on offense that we don't see at all. Um, obviously, the first team guys, you know, I would figure – Two series for Kenny Pickett. If the first one is like an 80 play touchdown drive, then maybe it's only one series. You know, I kind of yeah. feel like that's that's probably where we're at with with him, Najee Harris, Pat Fryer, Pickens, Johnson, um, those kind of guys. I'd be a little bit uh, Isaac Samalu. I'd be a little bit more interested to see what happens on the offensive line. How long they want to keep that first team line together, um, and what we see as the division of labor between Dan Moore and Broderick Jones. You know. Is Jones going to get a chance to run with some other starters or is Moore going to be one of those first team guys that stays out there the longest as, you know, a guy who is trying to win a job probably does want some reps. If that's the case, then maybe we don't see Broderick Jones until later in the first half or into the second half. So that's definitely something to watch for. Uh, really excited to see what Jones can do on the field. Just, you know, first game, um, He's had a pretty good time of things in training camp and matched up with Marcus Golden a lot. But I think, like, the longer you see one guy over and over again, it starts to kind of skew the results. Like, we need a bigger sample. We need to get him against some different guys and see what happens. And so be very interested to see how that works out. Um, one other guy that's banged up that we didn't mention, Joey Porter Jr. I would be pretty surprised mm-hmm. if he goes in this one. He did not really practice no. at all on Wednesday. So you're – you know, probably looking at just a few reps for Patrick Peterson, just a few reps for Levi Wallace. We'll probably see a lot of James Pierre. And then they have some interesting depth guys there at cornerback. Luke Bark, who is sort of an interception specialist guy, played in the XFL this spring. Madre Harper as a, yeah. like a first-year player that I think has been really well, especially like the last week of training camp. 
Gotcha. Yeah, Broderick Jones, you mentioned you're interested to watch. I think everybody is. I mean, how could you not be? They spent a first-round pick on him. You're hoping this guy can get on the field sooner rather than later and be the you know blindside protector of Kenny Pickett for a decade or so. Uh, who else sticks out to you that you really want to see, whether that's a certain player, a position group, a storyline that you've seen play out through camp and want to see it translate into a game? Calvin Austin, you know, just, just you know, didn't get to see him do this last year, really hoping – uh, that we'll get to see it this year. Um, that's one of them. Um, I think uh, on defense, you know, not like as much urgent, but I want to see what Keanu Benton can do too. You know, he's mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, it's hard. Nose tackle is such a hard position to really gauge impact. You know, and, uh, you know, in training camp, like I'm not watching film, right? So now I'll get some reps where I can actually kind of really go back look and and see did the nose tackle make an impact on this play or not and and sometimes that's that's hard to pick up live especially from the sideline live like we are in training camp and so um I, i'm excited to see just him get out there and, and participate against uh, some different guys and, and see what happens yeah i think for me like when i was talking with nick yesterday about guys i was excited for i left off one guy that i am now going to mention just because you've been talking about him. Nick brought him up yesterday and that's Isaiah Loudermilk. I want to see what he looks like tonight um, it, for a lot of reasons, but especially because he had like a four or five day stretch there where he was even getting reps as an outside linebacker, probably a lot due to the Marvin Leal's availability or lack thereof for a few days there at training camp. Um, oh, but Nick I'm really Herbig excited. has been banged up Herbig. too. And that's another guy that hmm. may not play in this one. Um, hip flexor injury. Uh, he has been limited in practice the last couple of days. Forgot about him. Yeah. So Nick Kerbig also. Did so, but, oh man. There it is. There it is. That is. That is. Uh, Thirteen minutes and forty seconds for everybody uh, listening that wants to go and watch on the YouTube to see the reaction when that got. Uh, it's actually much better this time because I already had my headphones in, <laughs> so it wasn't quite as loud as it was the first time. That's you know I was here and Ken I don't remember being that loud. That was very loud. Yeah, um, that's that's a shame about Herbig though because I think everybody's excited to see this rookie class as a whole. And if you're talking about him and potentially Joey Porter Jr. both not being able to go in this one, maybe having to wait another week to make their debuts, that that'd be a real bummer. So uh, when does that official word typically come down in terms of who we're going to see, or does it not have to? There is no official word. Uh, we'll know when they come out for warm-ups if guys are not dressed. Um, yeah. But, like, that doesn't really mean anything. You know, lots of times guys are dressed and just won't practice. It's it's really um, up to, to Mike Tomlin, and, and sometimes he kind of tips his hand and sometimes he doesn't. But, like, I, I remember last year, I don't think we knew, you know, like guys like TJ, Cam, Minka, Deontay, like, Oh, they were dressed, but like, were they going to play or were they not going to play? I don't really think we knew until. I guess we'll see if somebody else is in their spot when they go through kind of like the line rush part of, of warm ups. If you see, you know, gosh, who would it be with no Herbig either? Uh, Quincy Roche with the first mm-hmm. team outside linebackers. That's probably a good sign that, that TJ is not going to practice. Uh, not going to play today. But uh, there, there is no official word. We really don't know until we find out. Man, okay. Um, all right, so Calvin Austin as well. Anybody else jump out to you in terms of players that you're excited to see? Um, 
you know, staying with the rookies, Darnell Washington's a big boy. I think it'll be fun to watch him um, have tacklers that he can be as violent with as he wants. Like, it's weird. You know, normally you would say, like, the defensive players are the ones that are the most impacted by the rules of training camp. But I really feel like he's an offensive player that's impacted by, you know, you're not just going to go, like, truck stick your own safety, right? You're not just going to, like, put your shoulder down into him and, and just, just run him right over in a drill. Like, you're not going to see that. So I'm excited to see what he looks like with the ball in his hands. He's an interesting guy because, you know, his route running – not super advanced, but he's such a good athlete, and he's so good with the ball in his hand. He's like one of those weird guys that I think will he'll run better with the ball than he does without it right now. Um, he looks really fluid with the ball in his hands, and and you know, I guys that aren't faster than anybody, they just have a different vibe about the way they run. You know, like they understand like the angles and the leverage and how to make the most out of a run and how to hit people and, and keep going and stay on their feet. And that's like a, a you know, a, an important skill for him because he's not, you know, he's, he's not super fast for an NFL tight end, right? Like he's not Travis. Kelsey. Yeah. And so like, the plays for him are not going to be catch the ball and run away from everyone. The plays for him are going to be catch the ball and run over everyone. And, you know, we see a little bit of that at camp, but really we will actually get to see that kind of in earnest tonight. Um, you know, with him actually being able to go with full physicality against an opponent. I feel like with the way that they've been just throughout the entire training camp, these linebackers can't wait to get on the field and just actually hit somebody else that's not their teammates. Uh, I don't know how much we're going to see. I literally like, asked Landon Roberts that exact thing. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so this is more of like an opinion-based thing than you can give me an actual like factual answer but how much of that group from like guys that are actually going to play meaningful snaps in the regular season do you think we're going to see tonight all of them i expect that we will see all three of holcomb roberts and quan alexander play a couple drives at least alexander maybe a little bit more than the other guys just because he has less uh, experience in this defense Robert's probably the first guy to come off just because he's the oldest. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're all going to play. And and then Mark Robb and, and Tanner Muse and Nick Winkowski and Chappelle Russell. If you want to pick mm. a guy, and we should do this maybe, I, I should pick some guys that I think will have a big game. Now, maybe it doesn't matter because it's the second half of the first preseason game and nothing matters. Like a Tyler Vaughn's game from last year. Yeah, right. My Tyler Vaughn's MVP <laughs> might be Chappelle Russell because okay. they only have like six or seven inside linebackers. Those first three guys are going to be gone in the first quarter. So it's really going to be like maybe three or four guys left for the whole rest of the game. Chappelle Russell can cover. He runs fast. He's a really good tackler. He's not like a blow plays up kind of guy all the time. But he's a he could have like a half a dozen tackles easy in this game. Now I'm gonna have to think of some more of those. Uh, might might come out with a couple here. But first on my Tyler Vaughn's All Star team linebacker. Oh well, I know I'm gonna go right into the next one because it's tight end Rodney Williams. We've talked about him yep. here a lot. I'm really excited for people to see how good he is, and he seems to have had a pretty solid rapport with Tanner Morgan, who I think is gonna play most of the second half at quarterback. Harrod is a really good uh, tight end. Like, there's nothing wrong with him at all. He's going to be on the practice squad if 
Nobody claims him on waivers. And, um, man, he, he can just really play. So that's another guy I expect to have a, a – man, my second Tyler Vaughn's all-star. Tyler Vaughn's, by the way, I don't know if he ended up back in the league. He had a great season in that. I want to say he played in the XFL or the USFL. I can't remember. He had an awesome spring season. What does that guy got to do to get a chance? I thought it was great here. I, it doesn't, uh, doesn't make any sense to me. One more. Uh, yeah, my... he's still with the uh, the Arlington Renegades of the XFL. XFL, yeah, yeah. I, he he deserves an NFL roster spot. There's there's not really much doubt in my mind about that. Um, all right, one more for the uh, for the little All Stars. I'll go. Mm. See, Trent Thompson's going to be in there so much that he's probably going to get some tackles. But I can also foresee maybe things not going so well for him because he's going to be in there so much. So maybe not like an all-star. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Uh, Darius Hagen. I think he's a good runner. Um, he doesn't pass protect as well as the other backs ahead of him do, but I think he can. Like if they get into a circumstance where they're just trying to run the ball, see what it looks like. I think he's a good enough runner that he can do some things, turn some heads. So those are my predictions for my Tyler Vaughn all-star team from Steelers preseason game number one. We'll have to circle back to that post game and see how I did. I'm going to go Jordan Bird and David Perales as mine. So Jordan Bird is interesting, man. He's super fast. It just does not seem like they've been able to get him the ball very much. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, route running, you know, he's a converted running back moving to wide receiver. Uh, So that was probably going to be an issue for him. Um, mm-hmm. maybe a kick return though. I think you can see that David Perales. I don't think you're wrong there. I, a, a sack for David Perales would not surprise me at all. He has great pass rush moves, uh, good motor and, you know, not a great athlete, but very productive. And I, I think, um, he's a guy that could definitely come home with a sack. That's a good call. Yeah. I was just I was looking at wide receivers and I was like I don't know if Des Fitzpatrick feels like random enough to be Des Fitzpatrick could be because he you know he yeah. was really good at the beginning of camp he's probably cooled off the last week or so so that would that would that would get the hype train restarted in a big way if he had a big game here um, mm-hmm. yeah but probably not uh, super random but but yeah that that's a solid one um, you know another one James Pierre man like he could play a lot of this game. He's probably going to play some with the ones. I don't know how many of Tampa starters they're going to play, but like he could end up getting a pretty solid matchup. And he's been very good. I, I think he's been one of the more impressive guys on this team in terms of compared to expectations. He made an incredible interception over Darnell Washington in the final practice before this game. Uh, I think Arrow is up for Pierre, and, and they really trust him now. So he, I can see him get a lot of run and getting uh, – getting his hands on the football here if you're trying to predict a turnover. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> last thing I wanted to bring up, as always, I tried to pluck a YouTube comment or two and, yes. and talk about that. Um, we had a lot of, and I, I expect that this is going to be the case, a lot of the uh, the preseason here, a lot of talk about Darnell Washington in the YouTube comments. And somebody mentioned, because Nick and I were having a conversation about Broderick and what his floor is, like obviously very good run blocker right now, not quite there as a pass blocker. Um, but somebody mentioned, you know, how Darnell Washington can kind of elevate his floor as a pass blocker next to him. Um, what is your thought on that take? I think he can pass block just fine. 
Um, I'm not worried about his blocking at all. I think he's a good blocker. I think he's a violent run blocker. Um, I think he can pass block. We saw him beat TJ Watt and backs on backers. I'm not worried about any of Darnell Washington's blocking. Um, I think the things that concern me about him is how explosive he's going to be after the catch and the route running. I think those are the two things that, I don't know, Mike Tomlin defended it, but, like, this is not crisp. You know, it's it's a lot of rounded off edges and things like that. And he is big and tall, but he still does have to get open occasionally. You know, you can't just force every throw high to him. That's how James Pierre gets that interception in the back of the end zone, you know. He, he read where the throw was going. He tipped it up, and then he went and got it himself. Um, I, I just don't he's not a he's not a complete player right now, but I think in terms of his blocking ability, I have very few questions. I do like the idea of him and Broder Jones together. I think they make each other better. Uh, and Broder Jones is gonna be if he's gonna be a left tackle, he's gonna be the kind of left tackle that is going to need a tight end to help him. You know, he is not gonna be out there on an island manning up top edge rushers. And so the two of them working together. I think it's probably a pretty good place to be in terms of, of pass protection, but I, I I'm not worried about Washington at all. I think no. they just fine. <clears throat> I think I might I might have worded it. Okay. I think this person was saying Broderick's the concern about Broderick pass blocking right now and Darnell yeah. elevating him because of how good he. I is. don't know if Darnell would elevate him, but it certainly is the kind of tight end where you can put him next to Broderick Jones and feel like, all right, well, he can't be so bad that this doesn't make it. Services. Yeah, you know, I I think that's um, that's definitely a good call. Um, love the two of them together on combo blocks, man. They're violent. They're good athletes. They get upfield very quickly. Fun running the football, that's for sure. I think that was the first uh, like little clip of training camp that I even saw was those two working on a combo block. And that, I mean, what a great way to kick it off. I just hope that that we continue to see that, and that's very fruitful going forward. Um, Anything else? Any other takeaway? Is that somebody yelling by the... What is that sound every once in a while that we keep hearing? Oh, there is a parrot. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's a parrot. It's a parrot. (laughs) That's the new mascot. Down on the pirate ship there. I don't know. They built this, like, whole... So you can just see the pirate ship that, honest to God, looked like, like they beached a pirate ship in a stadium. Like, there was nothing else. Now, I don't know if you can see behind me. A little bit. Yeah. There's like a whole, like, we're kind of looking at the tops of the buildings here now, but there's like a whole village down there, like tiki huts and palm trees and gangways and rope fences. And it's all sort of very nicely pirate themed. First time I was here was just like, there's a concrete slab with a ship on it over there. Uh, Very interesting. But uh, man, uh, parking lot, not really filling up very quickly, but. No, no, no blatantly Steelers vehicles out there to this point. We might have to just get our own. We might have to just, we're going to have to well, get the I van that we is need to, we need What we really need is we need a sponsorship with the, with the dealer and we need to give one away. Wow. I mean, yeah. that to me is the ultimate, right? Yes. That's when we'll know we made it. Yep. And, and, and when I say give one away, I'm sure some of you, your minds went to like a brand new, fully custom conversion van. No, no, I want to give away like a '77. That's that's what I want to give away, right? Little yep. smoke coming out the exhaust. You know, you can hear the lifter sticking a little bit. Uh, gets about six miles a gallon. Yeah, that's what I want to give away. One of those. 
Yeah, anybody out there listening that can help us make that happen. <laughs> get in touch with us. Uh, and Alan, we can tell them where they can get in touch with us. Where can they get in touch with us? Go ahead. Tell them where to find you. Oh, is that is this what we're doing now? Sorry, I, I missed the smooth <laughs> transition there. Totally went over my... You know what? It's because it's bright and I can't see the time. So I, I didn't know... Yeah. At Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter, at PGH Steelers now on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, SteelersNow.com. That's where all the stuff is. Uh, yeah, that's it. And I am Zachary Smith, uh, PGH. And you can find me on all social platforms under that. Be sure to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Leave us a comment down below. Send us your Steelers vehicles. Leave us a five-star review if you are listening somewhere that isn't on YouTube. Um, and, yeah, of course, like we said, reach out to us. Sponsor us. Let us give away a Steelers conversion van that gets There's about a Penske truck back there. Does that count? It's black and gold. Almost. Almost. We're not quite there. We could probably do something with that Penske truck to make it what we want it to, but like it's a good base. I might hang out for you here for a little bit after the show, see if I can see if I can get one on, on camera. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we will do that. Everybody enjoy the game tonight. We'll be back on Monday to kind of talk about what we saw over in this game and over the weekend. Uh, of course, we thank you once again for hopping in and taking another ride with us on Steelers Afternoon Drive. Bye-bye. <laughs>